Welcome to the Calgary Sessions. This is episode number 21. Sometimes I forget, but this is definitely number 21. Um, I'm your host, Jeff Humphreys. Today's guest, uh, him and I met, I don't know, it's been maybe six months, seven months, whatever the timeline is. It's been a, a newer friendship. Um, and I wanted to get him on the show because uh, the first few times I met him, his energy was through the roof. His, his brand is also amazing. So um, I let him introduce himself and uh, what he's up to right now. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, well, you said we've known each other for a short time, but uh, we really connected quickly yeah. and uh, kind of were drawn to each other really fast. Yep. And uh, I, thanks for for yeah for saying a friend. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, no, I like to you as a friend as well. Too. I, f I felt the same way because yeah. you, you you come across a bunch of different characters and you know right away who the good ones are and who you're willing to invest some more time in. So, right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, tell, tell everyone who you are. Sure. Well, uh, my name is Jason Satandis, and I'm the owner of Matador Pizza and Steakhouse in Varsity. And for those that don't know, uh, Matador is like... It's one of the staples in the Northwest. I'm pretty lucky. Yeah. Uh, we make uh, Calgary Greek style pizza, which is pretty unique to Calgary, obviously, yep. Calgary yep. Greek style. And being of Greek heritage, Calgary Greek style pizza. Yep. Totally. Yeah. And how long has it been there? Uh, it's been there since 1976. So people, most people in the Northwest will know it. It's like, it's an institution up there. Well, I'm very blessed. Yeah, you're right. Like it's yeah. been... Yeah, it's yeah. one of those places. Yeah, it is. It and is. I, like I'm born, born, raised Calgary Southwest, mm -hmm. but you know I've heard the name Matador. Obviously, when you and I connected, I got to try it for the first time. So for sure, good pizza. Is it good? <laughs> I think it's the world's best pizza. But you know, I'm biased, right? It's slightly so, biased. Yeah. Um, so the stick of the show is I like to take the guests back as far sure. as they want to go. Um, like like we said, you know, this is a you and I just connected recently. So for yeah. you to, I, I'm very interested in your backstory. So sure. um, when I say take it back, it could be you know, where you grew up, how you grew up, you know, mm -hmm. what you were involved with growing up, whether it's sport, mm -hmm. how you got into the restaurant biz. So just kind of take it back as far sure. as you want to go right. until until you like, you feel like, ah, this is kind of where things started <laughs> making sense for me. Sounds great. I grew up in Southwest Calgary. I uh, went to school at Richmond Elementary. I went to Viscount Bennett and yep. then went to Central High. Uh, okay. Uh, kind of that's where I grew up. Yep. Uh, my parents were in the restaurant industry. So they were worked like dogs, you know. And uh, where'd they work? They had a pizza called Rome, a pizzeria called Rome Pizza in Brentwood, and it was there for, oh man, all the sixties and seventies. Rome Rome Pizza. Sixties, hmm. okay, so sixties and seventies. So that was it was long gone before yeah. I was. Yeah, for around. sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was one of the staples in, in Northwest Calgary as well too back in the day in Brentwood. It's uh, no longer there anymore, but uh, yep. yeah, it was there for a long time. So you. Is that how you you grew up in the yeah, restaurant? Yeah, I grew up sleeping on beer cases in the back of a restaurant, no right? Way. Washing dishes and cutting yep. green peppers by hand. Like right? the cliche, the cliche yeah, family restaurant story. Yeah, like you know, if you think of uh, crazy TV uh, yep. shows where you know the kids are in the back mm -hmm. of the restaurant, mm -hmm. and, you know, mom and dad are working their butts off in the front, yep. and uh, in the kitchen. And, yeah, that's how we grew up. That was it. Yeah. And d did they? How old are you when you first started? Were you, were you like it? In the back, because yeah, there's no babysitter. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, because so my parents were working their butts off, yeah. right? So we, uh, uh, I think my dad bought it in 19, his first restaurant in 1976, around there. Okay. And he grew up, you know, Greek immigrant, right? And uh, uh, 65 bucks in his pocket when he got off the boat in New York kind of thing, right? And made his way to Calgary. Uh, met my mom and, you know, eventually had a family. And then all his friends... Greeks, immigrants as well, were all in the restaurant business in the 70s, right? Why is that? Why, why I, is that a thing? I, so Cal, I'm going to go back a yeah, little yeah. bit about history give, for a second yeah, really yeah, quick. Give me a lesson. There's, there's some 
the Calgary food industry, in my opinion, is really influenced by, by a few really distinct things. 60s, the Chinese restaurant. 70s, the Greek uh, pizzerias. 80s, Italian surgeons. 90s was, uh, I, I feel like it was the uh, East Indian and uh, Lebanese kind of mm -hmm. influence starting to come in. Mm -hmm. uh, 2000s, it kind of, uh, uh, what was it? 2000s was, was a bit of, uh, of a funny pub culture. Mm -hmm. And then um, mid, early 2000s, we kind of went to that, that chef culture. Yep. And uh, today we're kind of in that, that beer, craft beer culture where uh, brew pubs are starting to come around. Mm -hmm. I think they're in the middle of their, of their, uh, their height, I guess, yep. right? Yep. So every 10 years or so, we have a new thing that influences food mm -hmm. in Calgary. Yep. I think those are the key ones that are really... Oh, I missed the Japanese influence of the early 2000s. So those are the, the, the major uh, changes in culture in Calgary as mm -hmm. far as food goes. Yep. And they all have their place and they also have their lane. Mm -hmm. And that's what's made Calgary's food scene so cool and unique, yep. I, I feel. So why did, why, did, why did all the Greeks decide to get it? Like, so they show up in Calgary and what happens? It's funny. We always said that um, <laughs> Greeks are like rats. We'll go anywhere in the world to sell a club sandwich, right? So that, that's kind of how it started, right? Yep. Uh, uh, and again... Our, our culture here, our, our pizza culture here in, in, in Calgary was really started by, by, by Greeks. Yep. It wasn't Italians, like you'd think, right? Mm -hmm. uh, our style of pizza that became unique to Calgary is definitely Calgary Greek style. It came from New England, of all places. Greek immigrants came to, to uh, the States. They started making this heavy ciabatta-style pizza in New England, yep. and it made its way west into Canada. Uh, it's heavily influenced in Saskatoon, Regina, but it found its home in Calgary. And uh, if you look back at all the old school Greek restaurants or pizzerias in Calgary. What are they? When, uh, when, when, you, when you say that, how, where I do you that? go? Yeah. Uh, so Atlas Pizza, yeah. Matador Pizza, um, Greco's, Spiro's. Mm. Uh, those are the, gotcha. the staples, right? Yep. Of, uh, and are still around today, right? There's lots of come and gone, but those are the, the ones that are still thriving, yep. right? Uh, I'm lucky that we're one of the first ones of you know, my, my pizzeria. Yep. And um, our, uh, our style is heavy ciabatta, heavy topping, cheese on top, full fat cheese, baked low and slow at 550, yep. and, you know, 20, 25 minutes. And that comes out crispy top, crispy bottom, mm -hmm. and that crunch when you cut yep. into it, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah so. so when you were, when you were going uh, after high school, mm. sorry, I'm going to take you back there. So, oh, yeah, I got, I got sidetracked, sorry. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's going to go all over the place. Okay. <laughs> all right, good. <laughs> so when you're, in, when you're in high school, are you, did you go to university after? I went to, uh, to Mount Royal. Yep. I took real estate. I was going to become a realtor. I did become a realtor, actually, in the, in the 90s. No way. Yeah. So yeah, how I does... I houses. Um, did your parents still have a, a restaurant when they you were should, in high they school? Had, they, had, they had Rome Pizza in Brentwood still. So did you... And, and did you make a conscious decision that you wanted to not be in the restaurant space? No, because I was always there working. And uh, I think, well, so I, why did I go take real estate? I think it was just an extension of, of my family uh, who had always saved money, bought a house, rented it out. Mm. My, so my father was always, you know, scraping by, getting cash and buying a property, right, mm. and rent it out. So it was always part of, we were always entrepreneurial, our family. Yep. And uh, I think... 
I was a young man. I didn't have the cash to do a restaurant on my own at that point. Mm -hmm. And I knew I wanted to get into it eventually, but I didn't want to do it under my dad's umbrella. I wanted to be my own guy, right? Yeah. So for me, going to become a realtor was something within my wheelhouse that I grew up seeing and understanding. And I was pretty successful at it. And then when the market fell in the late 80s, it was chaos, right? And uh, that's when I thought, geez, this is a great opportunity to get into the restaurant business. Mm. And that's when I purchased my first restaurant, or bar actually is what it was. It was a place called Harry's Pub in Crowfoot. And uh, man, what a, what a good time that was. What year did you buy that? I bought it. And so the market fell in 89. It was probably 19... Like early 90s? Yeah, early 90s. Okay. Yeah. And uh, my, my future wife and I, we, you know, we worked our butts off at that place mm-hmm. and... Uh, and uh, got, you know, cut our teeth in, in, in the, the restaurant business there. Yep. Yeah. So when you're growing up and your parent, you're like, it's interesting hearing how your family operated at like the mm-hmm. restaurant and buying properties and renting them out, yeah. which is very, yeah. you know, it's, uh, it, it makes a lot of sense to me, but it's, sure. there's some risk to it too. Did Absolutely. you always know that when you grew up in that environment, did you always know that you're going to do your own thing? A realtor is essentially your own thing. You know, you're sure. kind of in charge of everything. Absolutely. You're working under an umbrella, but you kind of need to find your own clients and do all that. Yeah. Did I you did. always know that that was going to be your play to be yeah. your own, to do your own thing? Yeah, I did. I, I did, did. Did they talk to you about it or do you just see, you I just did. see it and then that's what you I wanted? I saw it and I knew that was for me. Yep. I, I knew that I wasn't great at taking direction from other people yep. and I wasn't a good employee. I wouldn't, I would have been a horrible employee. Hmm. So I knew I had to do my own thing. And by doing my own thing, it was, you know, mit, uh, mitigating my own risk yep. and uh, for the maximum reward, right? And yep. I, so because the restaurant business is very, very, very risky, uh, I, but growing up in it, I knew how to mitigate my risk. And same with the property industry. Mm-hmm. I knew how to mitigate my risk. Like, so it wasn't risky. Mm-hmm. It, it appears risky if you're out on the outside yep. looking and don't know anything about it. Yep. Darn, like if I was to open a, a, a drilling company tomorrow, mm-hmm. that's risky yeah. in my book. Yeah. But for someone who, who's, that's their wheelhouse, mm-hmm. it's not risky. Yeah. So for us, it wasn't. What did you, what were the big, the big takeaways from working in the family restaurant for all those years? Oh, what, just what, hard what, work, right? That, is it, is you it learn that? How to work. Just like you're there for all these hours and you just do everything? Yeah. Like yeah. that's as basic as it is? That's how basic it really is. If you don't know how to do everything, don't do it. Mm. Like you got to know how to why your recipes work. Yeah. You have to understand, you know, what makes that recipe that recipe and why people like it. Mm-hmm. And what about that room do people like? Mm-hmm. And why are they choosing you when they have so many choices? Yeah. Right? So yeah. did you, that one, that, that you know, why yeah. choose you? That one is, yeah. you know, when I, I worked in the restaurant biz for a lot of years, yeah. not like I don't own, I didn't own a restaurant, sure. but I, I understand customer service and why people yeah. make choices, but I'm very interested to hear. What did your, did your parents... Were they the face out front, and, or was one in the front, one in the back, and so you got to see both sides happening? It was just like you'd think an old Chinese restaurant. Mom out front, dad in the back in the kitchen, mm. right? And that's how it was. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, you, so, you, so you're watching. So you're watching your dad understand his craft in the back, and then you're watching your mom navigate the front and yeah. deal with customers all day. Absolutely. They kind of came into a, a bit more blind, but again, they because of, of uh, our culture, uh, my father had a lot of friends and influence prior to him going into the restaurant business. Mm. He, uh, he had, you know, Topps Pizza was a really great friend of his. And yep. So he had a lot of mentors that helped him 
gotcha. on his journey as well. Yep. So he was very, very lucky that he didn't go in blind. Like, she mm. you hear these guys who make a fortune in mm -hmm. something, yep. and they decide, yeah, I'm going to be a restaurant too. I'm going to yep. a bar, mm -hmm. and it's like, why are you throwing your money away? That's like, the big, that's the risk. Crazy, just, right? Yeah. Open another drilling rig yeah. or something. Yeah. You know, yeah, don't yeah. open a bar. Stay in your lane. Yeah, stay in your lane. <laughs> Which is, yeah, I love lanes. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> you know, obviously, yeah, one of the first times you and I talked, it could have been about lanes. You know, we talked about lanes specifically for a while, yeah. which yeah, makes a lot of it's sense. Important. So when you're the realtor thing, what did you, did you enjoy it? If, if the bottom one have fallen out, would you still be doing it? Or was this like this thing in the back of your head lurking that was like, I need it? There was something in the back that always was like, you're going to be a restaurateur anyway. Mm. So, uh, and your passion for real estate is still there. Yep. And I enjoyed selling houses for people and pro and businesses for people. My first sale in real estate was a was a uh, uh, it was a business. And I think it was a, a dog grooming business on Fourth and Fortieth. Okay. It's still there today. Hmm. It's great. And hmm. uh, that was my first sale. Yeah, it was a commercial sale, and that, that's pretty unusual. And yep. And uh, and then from there, I, it just kind of took off and. I always enjoyed helping people buy their real estate yep. or their business and uh, fully knowing that I'm going to have my own as well. Mm. And that drop in, in the market presented an opportunity. It wasn't, um, you know how Buffett says, you know, be fearful when, when people are greedy and greedy when people are fearful. Yep. So that was kind of, you think that switch. I saw that and prices were falling. Uh, things weren't moving. So there was a big opportunity to to buy real estate at a discount yep. and or businesses at a discount, hmm. kind of like we're seeing today. Yeah, uh, you know, businesses got hard, get got hit hard by COVID. Yeah, and there's a whack of them for sale right now, right? Hmm. So is there an opportunity? Yeah, I think there might be. Hmm. Yeah. So once you made the decision to buy the first place, yeah, were you out of real estate completely, or did you kind of do both at the same time? I was doing bit? it until I closed it. And then when I closed the deal on the, the, the bar, yep. I got out of real estate. Gotcha. But I was still buying. So I had some real estate and I, was, I sold it to yep. buy the restaurant. Mm -hmm. And then I was, when I owned the, the bar again, I was starting to acquire cash and then starting yep. to buy more property again. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. So when you decide to, when you decide to buy the first, yeah. the first bar, yeah, yeah. like, you're, you're looking at it not as a risky thing because mm -mm. you've seen everything work Any before. Any how it worked, yeah. yeah Versus, like you said, this restaurant business is, oh, how many? Doggy dog. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And they don't they Come don't and go, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so you buy this thing mm -hmm. by yourself or was it, were you married then? By myself. Yeah. Well, I, I just got married. Sorry. Okay. I just got married. My wife uh, had never worked in, the, uh, owned a business. She's never, she had, her family was never in, in, in uh, entrepreneurial yeah and so i had to kind of take her by the hand mm -hmm. so she and she also supported me because it was my choice yeah uh she worked for a company called nortel oh, yeah. and did great mm -hmm. right uh mm -hmm. stock options the whole nine yards mm -hmm. so we had some more seed cash there too right yeah so she quit yeah nortel and she cashed out some of her shares we started buying the restaurant and more houses so mm -hmm. it was, it was kind of nice we kind of it was fun to see her grow into yep. become entrepreneurial mm -hmm. and uh, and help me attain my vision. Right? And, and the, the entrepreneurial thing, like I, I don't like to use the word for myself just because I've you know I'm new at all this. I just the the, the you you're different, right? That's you grew up around it. That's who you are. That's what you do. Mm -hmm. Do you? I'm really curious. And you said it before, like 
your parents didn't tell you this is what you're going to do. No, no, never. But, but do, you, do you think you just start gravitating towards that because that's what you're surrounded with all the time? Yeah, your environment, I think, plays a big part, right? If your dad's in the, a dentist or a doctor and your mom is a dentist and a doctor, odds are you're going to be a dentist and a doctor too, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like It's just because you hear about it all day. Yep. You know, your parents come home, they talk about their day at work, you kind of listen on the side, whether you're consciously or, or mm -hmm. unconsciously taking it in. Yep. Uh, I know my, my, my personal doctor, his parents were doctors. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so I think for sure, and we have the same kind of upbringing, yep. right, where you know, his parents struggled and worked hard to get to where they were and mm -hmm. retired, and he's, uh, we're about the same age, and, you know, he's doing the same things, right? Yep. So it's, it's kind of fun. Did they ever talk to you about um, not doing it? No. I interviewed. No. I interviewed my buddy at a yeah. trolley five or Ernie. Ernie, I went to school. Ernie, yeah, we went to, we went to Central High together. Okay, yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a successful group of entrepreneurs came out of that school and that class specifically. Is there more of you characters? Oh my god, there's some super successful individuals in that group. No way. My god, multi multi millionaires, hmm. incredible, crazy. You got to meet some of these individuals. Oh well, yeah, that's yeah. Great. <laughs> it, was, it was one of the one of the most successful group or circle of friends I've ever had. That high school crew. Yeah. I'm still pretty close with a lot of them today. Hmm. Pretty weird. So when when I talked to Ernie, it was um, you know his his mom didn't want him in the business. No, no way. I remember uh, there's a few uh, uh, Chinese food restaurateurs in in, our, in that school. Yep. And uh, they were like, I'm never going to be a restaurateur. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to work in a restaurant. Mm -hmm. And being you know we were all first generation Canadians. Yep. So for me it was cultural. For Ernie it was cultural. Uh, you know, I think by f by Ernie fighting it for so many years, yep. uh, not want, you know, and his parents not wanting him into that into that that culture, mm -hmm. uh, kind of yep. pushed him into it actually, yeah, totally. right? Yeah. Forces, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you were like, well, all my friends, a lot of my Greek friends were all restaurateurs. If you like, look at it like, all, like, is it all, all the Greeks us. that came here? Like, every one of us, no way, like, open up uh, restaurants. Yeah, we either became. Uh, restaurateurs or tradesmen like tile tile layers mm -hmm. or painters and mm -hmm. stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really strange. Like super bizarre, uh, specifically Calgary, right? Like there's so many Greek restaurateurs in the city. Hmm. Chinese and Greek were the were the basis of, of our of our food in the city. Mm -hmm. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super strange. Yeah. So when you when you buy when you buy the first place, what was it called again? Sorry? Uh, that was called Harry's Pub in Crowfoot. And so it was an existing business, been there for a bit. Yeah, uh, it was semi-successful, but uh, we, I, I took it and was able to you know, triple it within a year. So you buy it as the economy is kind of yeah, going down, downside, so you yeah. saw an opportunity. Right. The owners are like, ah, we need to get out. So mm -hmm. you're like, yeah. I have, and did you know already what the blueprint was going to be to make it successful? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was writing was on the wall. It needed energy and it needed um, uh, a, a face that was going to be in there all the time. And... Uh, the bar business is a youthful business. It's not an old man business. Yep. And um, you got to create, again, in the bar business, to become successful, you got to connect dots. And you got to introduce people who, who are currently there to each other so they have a connection to that place. And that's super important uh, by having events and inviting everybody to those events and connecting those people. Like, oh, hey, Steve, you're a, you're a tradesman. You should meet uh, Jim. He's a plumber, and you guys will you know, can feed off each other, right? That's how you look at it. That's how I looked at it, yeah. Do, do you look at that, do you look at it that way versus, you know, host an event to, to have 125 people in the room? 
or do you look at it or are you looking at it that's you know that's going to happen but you the connection is the piece the connection is the piece then the the crowd comes after yeah i, I really believe that and and you when you bought the rest when you bought it yeah. you were willing to be the face yeah and literally i had to be the face six seven days a week i worked from to close. 9 30 in the morning i got to the restaurant and i went home at four in the morning and i did that every day for how long 10 years yeah it was gross <laughs> a young man's game though right it's a young man's you, you game. couldn't do it you know to do that right now and i you know family bottle like yeah that'd be today a in my where i'm sitting today in my in my life yeah no, no i don't have the energy for that anymore so a decade yeah. with that kind of yeah uh commitment but my wife and i we we, we agreed we're gonna we're gonna do this mm -hmm. we're gonna work our tail off we're going to save every penny we can while everyone else is out buying BMWs yep. and buying yep. big houses in mm -hmm. Aspen. We're mm -hmm. going to, we're going to stay where we are. Yep. We're going to pound every dollar away and we're going to invest it into, into other business mm -hmm. or other income sources. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be retired at 35. Mm -hmm. So we did it. And then we had kids who moved away to Europe. So I'm jumping around again. Sorry. Don't worry. Uh, I'll drag you back. And then uh, <laughs> my wife was like, Hey, we're going to go back to, to Calgary, the kids gotta go to school here. Oh my god. Okay, sounds good. And I was gonna buy them in a meat shop. <laughs> go figure. And uh, me, me and my, I, met, I was gonna meet my accountant at Phil's Pancake House on 16th Avenue Northwest. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I said uh, I'm gonna bring the books to Eminem, take a look at it together. And and he said, okay, I'll meet you there. And it was Eminem was it was just kind of it's down the street from my house. I, I live was, in it, was it starting to grow a bit? Like Eminem was just starting to. Expand by your be a franchisee by yeah. by, by, by your location. Be a neck down guy, right? Because <laughs> I was like, I don't want to. You know. How you're saying it now? You're like, what was <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so my accountant had me as a client and the previous owner of Matador as a client, and they were pursuing me to come buy it for years after I got out of the industry. Yep. And I'm like, no, I'm never going back in the, in the restaurant business. Just Forget based on uh, the work you the did work, for the last right? ten years, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I had kids now, yep. right? And they were starting school. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be with them. Yep. That was my my focus. I wanted to be with them. And so <laughs> we met at, uh, at Phil's Pancake House. I, I flew into Calgary and I had the books. And my accountant says, here, Jay, Martin Margolis, great guy. Oracle of uh, Edgemont. What an amazing individual. Awesome. He, yeah, he says, <laughs> he says, look at these books. And he passes me the books from Matador Pizza. And uh, I opened them up, I read them, and I bought it that afternoon. No I, way. I saw the joke. It's exactly how it no happened, way. right? Yeah. It was that clear. It was that clear. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Crazy. It's not very, there's not many times where you can find such a quality business and has such a huge track record. Mm -hmm. When you get that opportunity, you jump on it and don't look back. And right? what, what year was that? What year was it, Phil's? Oh, that was probably 2000. And Eight, nine, something like that. It's a long, in there, it's been a long right? time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, w I, want, I want you to dig into that, um, how you ran Harry's. Yeah, like, that was a lot of fun. The, the, I've never heard a restaurant person say, um, host an event to make connections. That's, that's, that's how you do it. But it, it makes so much sense, but I've never, heard, I've never heard anybody that owns a bar and restaurant say that. So for instance, if you walk into a bar that you know has just recently opened and there's four people in there and they're all sitting at different ends of the bar, and yeah. no one's talking to each other. As the owner or bartender, hey, Jim, have you met Fred over here? Hey, Fred does this, Jim does this. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, boom, right? You're sitting closer. And, and they're chit-chatting. Mm -hmm. And the next thing you know, 
every happy hour, I got to go see Jim at Harry's because yeah. he's going to be at the bar having a pint of beer and I mm-hmm. enjoyed our conversation and mm-hmm. someone you chat, chat with. Yeah. You know, same woes, same pros, same everything, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And by connecting those people, you're just creating that, it's their clients, obviously. Yep. But you're also creating a culture where mm-hmm. it's a destination, right? And then, and then you're not chasing price. You're not chasing price. Because these people are... They're coming because they feel like they're in a family environment. Right? Yeah. There, there's it's five o'clock. Malcolm's going to be at the bar yep. uh, having a pint. Yep. I'm going to go visit and say hi because hmm. he's a cool guy. Right. Hmm. That's how, how it works. Was that, was that the first move for you? That was the that first was like the, move. The most important number one, thing? Number one was to get everyone uh, somehow connected. So when you walked into that room, you knew somebody or, or over half. My goal was for everyone to know everyone. Mm-hmm. That eliminates any kind of a problem, any mm-hmm. kind of uh, uh, people acting up yep. or being silly. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone took care of everybody, right? If yep. you were a pool, I say we had a click that was a bunch of pool players, and uh, see a, a click of dart players was playing, and one of them got out of hand. It was like, hey, let's not accept it here. Mm-hmm. You know, get out. Right? Everyone's on the same page. Everyone's on the same page. They want to protect their their home. This is their home, right? Yeah. This is it was their bar. It wasn't yeah. me. I just provided the a location yep. and a connection for everybody, right? That was it. And, you know, you hosted a party for a decade. You know, I did. Like, you open the doors, come into my house, yep. you know, we'll take care of you. Yeah, we played ball together, we did curling together, we did everything together, did, right? Did you, well, obviously, I know the answer, but you loved it? Oh, absolutely. Like, it's a it's a, it's a lot of energy going out, though, right? Like, it's you're you're always on. All the on. energy going out. You're always on. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Hmm. And... It was, it was kind of a neat place. Uh, a good location? Like, I don't even know where it was. It was, no, like, it like, sucked, it, man. Like, is it, it was, like, where it was, was it? Like, it was shitty end cap in a strip end mall? End cap on a strip mall in Crowfoot. Across like, from a Joey's Fish and Chip. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, so my competitors were uh, uh, Shanks, uh, Brewhouse. Well, you were uh, up in that? Crowf- uh, uh, Boston Pizza. Yep. Uh, was Joey's? Joey's, oh yeah, yeah they were all there, right? And, and so you're like literally, I'm, I'm, I'm the little guy in the in the big pond. And uh, actually, there's a seat, right? Because those guys had deep pockets, and I didn't crazy. have any pockets, right? How, yeah. big, how big was the room? The room was three thousand two hundred square feet. Oh, so it was big. It was good size. Yeah, it was a, it was a hundred and fifty eight hmm. seats. Hmm. So, f- but remember that that era was all big room. Yeah. So my room was actually small in yep. that era. Right, well, yeah. in the era of five thousand plus square feet, right? No one's opening five thousand square foot restaurant in this market. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Mm-hmm. If you're opening over two thousand five hundred square feet, you're mm-hmm. ridiculous, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The models that are out there now, uh, that are big, you couldn't open those today. Yeah. You just don't. You can't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. So, so you don't have you don't have like prime time real estate. No, I have the worst real estate. I'm a corner unit and in the bottom of a two story unit. Actually, below grade, like nondescript, nondescript. You would never see it from the road, and you, and and yet you look at because right now you think about opening up a restaurant, you think like location, 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 right? You know, like right, whether it's seventeenth, this drag, or wherever. Yeah. But anyway, you you look at this end cap, and you're like, oh, I can do it. I can do this. Yeah. Based on what what, what gave you the 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 confidence to do that? The size of the kitchen, the size of the room, and how I can uh, create a, a a menu that that um that appeal to everybody. And I didn't want to compete with 
Shanks. I didn't want to yep. compete with the brew house. I didn't want to compete with Chiantes. I didn't want to compete with Boston Pizza. Yep. Although I had a great product, and I knew that once I got, once you got it, you're gonna love it. So my my basis was pizza. Did you flip the entire menu when you bought it? Most of it, like a whatever. big chunk of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tried not to in the beginning, but I kind of had to. Yeah, it was just too big. Yeah, and uh, pare it down and put the stuff that I loved and that, the stuff that I was passionate about to make. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I, I was a chef too, I I, I I cooked there too as well, right? Um, and uh, the things I enjoyed, I, I figured, well, if I love them, everyone else, I well should love them too. <laughs> where where did you learn how to cook at your at the family restaurant? At the family restaurant. Yeah. So you're beside your dad in the back. Yeah, flipping steaks or actually doing prep, right? And washing dishes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was my my first uh, mm-hmm. uh, whack at, uh, mm-hmm. at learning the restaurant business. But that's but he taught you everything. <laughs> sure, <laughs> cleaning grease traps was one of the most disgusting <laughs> you, jobs. You got really good at it. <laughs> I, I was the guy. <laughs> when you crank open the the top of a grease trap, the old school ones, they had a big steel top, and there was these big wells, and the water comes in grease you know settles and yep. water flows out so you had to clean them up by hand no scoop way. it out back then crazy right? yeah it was disgusting so I'd be <laughs> this, this deep into Garbage gunk bag. right oh it's just disgusting and the smell was like raw sewage right glamorous <laughs> hey oh be in the yeah, sun. Hey, look at <laughs> oh your dad owns a restaurant yeah mm-hmm. come watch you clean the grease trap <laughs> so yeah. so so you you buy this place you're gonna flip the flip it to a pizza joint is that can that you say that? That wasn't the, the, the original plan, but the plan was to start delivering and make a really great product mm-hmm. that uh, people would love. Yeah. And it didn't matter to me that it, if, it, if it was associated with the bar, but I just wanted people to have that great product. Yeah. And so I started delivering out of that, that room. Hired, a, hired just a random driver? I, had a, I hired a customer as a driver. Nice. And uh, he was a client. He loved to come mm-hmm. in and play Pac-Man on the mm-hmm. on the on the tabletop, mm-hmm. and he was there anyway. I'm like, Gary, you want to take this pizza? Take He's it like, home. yeah, I'll give you you know X dollars and mm-hmm. you can keep the tip. He's like, yeah. <laughs> so that's how it started, and uh, he helped me grow it. As mm-hmm. far as he was there every day driving pizza, and uh, it kind of exploded. It really took off. We got very lucky, and. And this is before anything, right? This is are they calling in for orders? They're calling in for orders. They're not texting. They're not flyers. No, this is this is phone. Mm -hmm. So then I thought, well, this is doing really good. Why don't we do like a a full Greek restaurant as a ghost kitchen before ghost kitchens were ghost kitchens, right? Because you had the you had the the, your kitchen was big enough to pull it off. Huge kitchen. Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. it was massive. Mm -hmm. So we started doing Greek food, and we called this little restaurant called Mr. Greeks in the Northwest. It was just a flyer. We sent them out. That exploded. And I thought, geez, this is doing great. Let's try another one. So we did another one. It was another ghost kitchen concept. It was called um, uh, Paltonis. And that blew up. So the funny thing was, my pizza that I had at Harry's Pub was amazing. And people loved it. Uh, based off of your family? Yes, my dad's recipe. So, but this, this is... Yeah, this is Greek. This is like Greek style, Greek style pizza, Greek family, ciabatta style, like, heavy. Yeah, but like passing down this, like yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. So when I opened up the Greek restaurant, I also wanted pizza because I always, I was always selling pizza. I had this big double deck oven, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, let's do it the opposite of how we do our 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 signature pizza. So all we did was uh, just 
take the toppings and put them on top of the cheese. So it was different, right? Yeah. Yep. And back then, it was only white boxes. You didn't have a choice, right? Mm-hmm. And so that was Mr. Greek's pizza. And then we did Palatoni's. And all we did was make a real thin crust and put half the amount of toppings and cheese on it. And it took off, you know? Uh, so we, were, we had one restaurant making mm-hmm. three different styles of pizza. Mm-hmm. And how lucky I was that it took off. And I had to hire, you know, more and more cooks. Mm-hmm. And as, as that just expanded, our, 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 uh, the bar was blowing up because I was making connections with all, remember, I'm, I'm a little guy in a big C. Yep. And all the players around me are chains. So much like I, kind of like how Ernie did, he went around the industry. Yep. I just concentrated in the Northwest. And I said, you know what? I'm going to have the best Sunday night in the whole city. And I made connections with all the owners or managers at uh, Boston Pizza, at Chiante's, at Shanks. At, uh, back then, then we had uh, uh, Outback. We had, yeah. um, there's a bunch of different, like all chain restaurants up there. And you were, you were, you were walking around? Yeah. Shaking I, hands. I and just like, go shake hands and yep. say, hey, you know, and some of them were coming to my place. And for instance, Shane from Chiante's, I'd say, hey, Shane, you know, uh, you guys have 35 employees. Why don't you guys come in on Sunday? We'll give you a discount. Mm-hmm. And uh, and sure enough, that whole crew, 11 o'clock, they shut the restaurant down. They come flying into, into Harry's and we want 400 wings. We want eight pitchers of beer. Mm-hmm. And boom, it yep. started, right? Shanks. Yep. Uh, they just close at midnight and they're like calling in. Hey, you know, our last call was at three o'clock or two, two o'clock back yep. then. They're calling in at, you know, last call or mm-hmm. hey, uh, the chefs want uh, four pitchers of beer, mm-hmm. 450 wings, mm-hmm. and two pizzas. Mm-hmm. There's 15 of us on our way, right? And then there'd be 40 people because they're bringing the st- all their customers mm-hmm. that were inside there, mm-hmm. right? Closing at so, midnight. Sundays Sunday wa- night wild. was so packed, man. It was ridiculous. We're like at four o'clock. We're kicking with the door, guys. You gotta go. AGLC is gonna come. Like, get out of get out of here, man. And we we had all the boxing matches. We had and this was like before it was cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we had we had paper the windows because we had so many people. Mm-hmm. Right. It was just like this is nuts. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, uh, before wrestling was was kind of big. Yeah. We'd have these kids come in and just take over the whole restaurant, like 150 of them, all to watch wrestling on the big screen. And eat, you know, twenty-five cent wings. It was bizarre, crazy. The culture we created there was pretty, pretty fun, pretty unique. Do you think? Do you think it's possible to recreate that now? I do. I think it's probably even easier today because people are starved for connection, and no one's doing it. Everyone wants to do um, chef culture, yep. or they want to do um, uh, small brew pub culture. Mm. And it's not creating that that uh, that that connection. And that connection, you like you're, it, when you say that, that's like old school. You yeah. walk in, you know everybody in the room. The owner knows you by name, like yeah. that old school. Right? That's how it's got to be. And the only way to do that is to be the voice and the face. Yeah. Day in and day out. Day in day out. Yeah. You ask ask your your circle of other restaurateurs. Yeah. A friend, for instance, a friend of mine, uh, Tacky, he owns uh, uh, the Pegasus uh, Creek Restaurant, mm-hmm. and. Without Greek. Him, yeah. and the Greek guy, yeah, imagine that. Go figure. Huh? <laughs> so he's such a face of that restaurant. He's in his in his sixties. If he leaves that restaurant, if he's not there, there's not a drive to, to go there. Like, mm-hmm. I think the pizza face guys kind of said it uh, same idea as well. You know, when he goes, when he started up that that concept of uh, mobile pizzeria, mm-hmm. people are coming to see him. Yeah, right. 
and if he wasn't there, it was not as successful. Mm-hmm. When he was there, it was always go, 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 right? Yep. Um, I never met the guy, but I think he's a pretty neat character, and I'd like to, to, to meet him, actually. Mm-hmm. He's got a great concept, and I love it. He's got no overhead, right? Yep. Pretty neat. Anyway. Uh, well, he's, do, he's doing the same thing you did yeah. with three ghost kitchens out of one. That's, like, that's the way to go, you're right? So, you were so far ahead of what was happening. Ghost kitchens now are the thing, that's it. right? Mm-hmm. And we are doing it before it was a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's funny, at Matador, we always say, we were using fresh local ingredients before downtown restaurants were we're putting on their menu to be cool, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just what we do. That's mm-hmm. what we did. Uh, we always did that, right? Yep. And we didn't really shout it, shout it out. We just, it's, that's what we do. It's the right way to do it. That's, that's how it should be done, right? Yep. Old school recipes, use real ingredients. Mm-hmm. Don't use sugar. Yep. Don't pump a few people full of corn syrup. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Just make real food, man. Like, And people will get it eventually. Or if they don't get it eventually, you got to shout it and let yeah. them know, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you hope that everything you're doing by, you know, behind the scenes and in the front of the house that just kind of let people, yeah. they're going to stick around and experience it. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. Kind of like Kinjo is doing a great job of that. Like back in the early 2000s when he started his concept, you know. Like he, Sushi Kinjo? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's, he, uh, no one knew Sushi in the city, right? Yeah. Or very few. And by him shouting it out, you know, I'm the best. Try a pokey. Come on and see what we do. Right. Hmm. He, uh, he really blew up his, the, the sushi culture in, in the city. Where was the first one? I want to say the Halsey. Hmm. I'm pretty sure it was crazy. Yeah, great. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> neat, neat idea. It's, it's all connected, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, there's not very many cultures that have influenced food in Calgary. Mm-hmm. Calgary being a young city, and having, I can't wait to see what comes after brew pub culture. Yeah, it's gonna be great. I don't know what it is. I think it's gonna be small room, but uh, just personally, right? Yep. I don't know what. I think we're going back to. I'm hoping we go back to dive bar yep. culture because that, that was a lot of fun in those days. Is that what Harry's? Would you? Yeah, I would was, was say dive bar culture. Yeah, like it was. Yeah, yeah. 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 And when you say what is, when you say dive bar dive bar culture, what, how do how would you explain it? Eighteen to eighty five. Just everybody. Everybody, not not pretty rooms. Yep. But not ugly. You know what yeah. I mean? Like mm-hmm. the pretty room era and the the Irish pub culture is kind of. Yes. It's, it's played its played its role. I think. Yep. I think we're looking for something new. I'm hoping it's dive bar culture again. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was fun. It was a great time. It was a wonderful time to be young in Calgary during that era. Yeah. Yeah. It, there's no way. I'm, I still like you say that 10 years of those hours like that. Mm-hmm. I just, that's the only I used to sleep in work, my right? back office, just crash for a couple of hours and wake up and go do it again. Right. Just get charged up and oh, it's almost go time. It's almost happy hour. Right. Turn it all back on. Turn it all back on. Crazy. Yeah. It's nuts. So when. You, you know, you're, you're crushing pancakes and coffee and these books are on the table yeah. and, and he's saying, but do buy Matador and you do it. Yeah. What are you, what are you walking into and do you have a, a plan already or are you using the same plan that you already? I, I do. It's very similar to the, uh, to what I did prior. Um, there's a few things that as soon as I see it, I, I kind of just kind of clicks. Like I'm like, okay, that's great. Don't mess with it. Yeah. And this is where we can improve. Just based when you say that, mm-hmm. you know those things just based on experience, uh, gut experience, intuition, all of it. Yeah, gut. You can um, just see it. It just it just comes. You just see it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh yeah, we have this room, and yeah, yeah we can do this. Mm-hmm. And right off the bat, you just kind of know. Yep. You're, you're, a lot of times, I think if you're a new entrepreneur and and you're going to go into the restaurant business, you should buy something first, rather than build yep. from scratch. It's 
it's just not economical to do it. It doesn't yeah. make any sense anymore. Yeah. When you're building, when you put out $5 million for, mm-hmm. for a restaurant, mm-hmm. you're to get yeah, your money back. Off. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. By the time you get almost all your money back, mm-hmm. you're sort of fashion. Yeah. Right. The concept's over. The concept's done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that sucks. Yeah. So, so you buy matter. And yeah. Did you, had you eaten there a lot before? Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, my dad and uh, George, the previous owner, were good friends. They grew up together, like uh, in Calgary, right? Like mm-hmm. they were fresh off the boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, both didn't have any skill sets in the restaurant industry when they started. Mm-hmm. Uh, they became close friends, and uh, uh, he pursued me when I got out of uh, the bar business mm-hmm. and restaurant business. And he he was like, "Come by, come by." I'm like. Oh yeah, I'm going to Greece. I'm going to sit in the beach. I'm tired. I'm going to yeah, go yeah. relax, right? Yeah. Have some kids and yeah. and enjoy uh, enjoy enjoy Greece. And uh, coming back, it was kind of funny. I'm like, I'm not going to the restaurant business. I fought it, and mm-hmm. sure enough, back in it, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm loving it, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, so what what was the the formula for Matador without like giving it all away? Sure, but, I'll like, give it all away. It's not it's, just, it's not nothing secret. It's I saw the room, and I saw the numbers. And I saw that's potential. So a lot, why I say restaurants and bars are, are a young man's game. As we get older, we lose that, that drive, that energy, and we come, become complacent. Not that matter was ran poorly. It was ran amazingly, and it had great numbers and a great uh, base. Um, it just didn't have the drive for, uh, to grow anymore. Mm-hmm. It was, he was happy. He was making his money, yep. running away, mm-hmm. buying properties. Much like we all do, right? In our, in our industry, <laughs> and he was happy. He was content. Yeah. And when he wanted to to move away, he he wanted to move to Kelowna, and I was his out. Yeah. Or we know a lot of a lot of restaurateurs don't have an exit plan, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he was one of them as well. And uh, uh, he was fortunate that I was You're at ready. the right time. Yep. You know, it was just the perfect scenario, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so back to the question of what did I see? Uh, I saw a great room with a, with, a, with a great product that hadn't had energy in it for a little while. Yeah. Um, just needed that back and a, a, a refresh. Lipstick, nothing crazy, mm-hmm. right? So you don't want to scare away your base. You don't want to build on that base. Yep. Uh, Matador is a generational restaurant. You can walk in tonight and you'll see a table with four generations grandma uh grandpa the the kids their kids and grand and great grandkids right mm-hmm. it's like where else do you see this in the city yeah. there's not many places no uh 17th avenue you don't see that no you see young 35 year old professionals yep that's it yep right uh they're the ones who have cash right that for for this area right mm-hmm. <laughs> whereas us it's Completely different. My grandpa ate here, so I ate here. Mm-hmm. My great grandpa loved your restaurant, so that's why I go here. That's uh, something that you Secret. can't recreate no. by opening up. If I open in this room here where mm-hmm. we are, mm-hmm. I couldn't recreate that. No. So that's the base, and then energizing it by having making it fun again and making uh, adding pieces that complement the base don't deter the base. Yep. So we had a bar uh, at Matador, and it wasn't a really big bar culture, and it didn't have, it had, I think, two, two or three VLTs when I bought it, you know, and we, we kind of grew that room out, and uh, 
I'm sorry. And then uh, we had more VLTs. We were lucky enough that we, you know, we were growing and more more VLTs yep. were coming in. Which is like giving the place a little more energy. You know, you're not because you're not That's upsetting right. people because it's kind of off to the side. Absolutely, the base can still kind of hang out. That's right. You know, we increased the amount of taps uh, on uh, beers on tap. Mm-hmm. Went local, um, not necessarily super crafty, yep. but local enough that you recognize it mm-hmm. as a guy coming in because my experience is people love to talk about craft beer. Mm-hmm. They don't like to pay for it. Yeah. So, or one, right? Yeah, totally. I, I want to sell 10, yeah. <laughs> not one. <laughs> and although your beer is great, don't get yeah. me wrong, yeah. they can drink 10 of those yeah. generic ones, mm-hmm. right? And totally. one of yeah. those heavy, mm-hmm. bitter, hoppy ones, right? Totally. Yeah. So uh, we, I, I, I added things like that. I yeah. upgraded the, the kitchen for more, more volume. Uh, knowing that I was going to add delivery, I was going to add trying to increase takeout mm-hmm. and and trying to increase our reach. And so I went in pretty much, I left the footprint the same because it's a small kitchen back there and uh, just updated all the equipment. Mm-hmm. And that really helped us get to that next level. Yep. And uh, when we added delivery and that was, that just blew up. My, our delivery is a business in itself now. Like it's if it's I didn't animal. have the restaurant and I just had delivery, I'd be fine. And like I'm, it's we're so lucky. Yeah. And COVID just kind of uh, blew that up, right? It totally, because you can't weird. go anywhere, so people need to yeah bring it to their door. And it was so funny during COVID. People were coming in and saying, "Are you guys okay? Yeah, we're 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 doing all right. You know, we're lucky we have the the back door." Mm-hmm. And but people still wanted to come in. Yep. You know, it was. It's hard to say you can't come in, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's their home, right? Yep. Like, so for they're coming years. To, yeah, so they're coming to get a pizza to go, and they're supporting us, and they're super supportive. Like, we're gonna come as much as we can. You know, we're we're gonna be here for you when you guys reopen. Mm-hmm. It's just oh, that's always uh, keeps you motivated, right? Yep. But our delivery and takeout just go went through the roof. Like it was crazy how mm-hmm. how much product we we're moving during that time hmm. uh, unbelievable hmm. and we still are it hasn't slowed it's crazy well because it's good we're lucky yeah. <laughs> we're very lucky people <laughs> like us yeah yeah we're totally lucky so you, so you kind of took the um a similar approach to harry's in the matador absolutely just absolutely make connections yeah yeah get people meeting each other again because they always knew each other yeah a lot of those people went to they they bought a house in 1960 in that neighborhood had kids now they're their kids are moving back into varsity and they're having kids. Yeah. Their kids are having kids. Yeah. So it's kind of a, a, a really neat neighborhood. It's uh, it's uh, gentrified a couple times, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, well, I'm very lucky. Like I said, I'm just lucky to have mm-hmm. the clients I have. Mm-hmm. Right. And we see the squeeze on, on me now as, a, as an independent restaurant. Across the street at Market Mall, I have milestones i have uh, uh boston pizza on every corner of me now i have mm-hmm. dalhousie i have a boston pizza i have a boston pizza and market mall mm-hmm. i think there's another one just a stone throw away yeah so i'm surrounded by these huge huge players mm-hmm. and with deep deep pockets right and uh we just keep getting squeezed 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 but we still th- we still survive and we still thrive so we're doing something right and do you when you see competition coming in yeah. what, what do you do you adjust anything or you just kind of dig into what you're doing? No, man. We, like, again, I'm a big fan of, of lanes. Like we, we talked about before. Mm-hmm. I'm doing Calgary Greek style pizza. 
I'm not I'm not swaying. Yep. I'm not I'm not going to play against uh, Boston Pizza or Little Caesars or mm-hmm. whoever. Yeah. So I make what I make, and we're really good at it. Mm-hmm. So just keep doing that, and because people like it, and my clients will pay for it because that's what they want. Yeah. The guy who wants a two for one pizza isn't going to ever want my pizza mm-hmm. because he's buying for a different reason. Yep. He's buying to feed 30 guys or mm-hmm. whatever it is or mm-hmm. price point, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Yep. As long as there's people who still like what I do and are willing to pay for it, that's a great lane to be in. Yep. Yeah. Pretty concentrated. And but but knowing that it's kind of um it's not just uh guessing that these people are gonna like always be around, but it's 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 being confident in the long game. Yeah. To know that, you know, I'm here for a long time. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna ride this out, I'm gonna do what I do. Yeah. So here's a question for you. Oh God. How many how many restaurants in Calgary have been here for full for forty five years in the same location? Same location. Dude, I well, so I'm forty four. Okay. So since I've been born in Calgary. Since you've been conscious of, of restaurants. I don't name, even, can you name any? Well, you said Spiros. I, I feel mm-hmm. like that's been there a long time. It has. But you know that same location too. Yeah. But I don't think you know, Pegasus way back in the day, I'm just using words you use because yeah. on 14th. Like, yeah. Yeah. And now it's, it's in a new location. Yeah. Now same same tuck, owner. Tucked away in yeah, also Altador. Yeah. So I, don't, I, I can't think of anything that's the one that comes to my mind is is the their burger place. Peter's oh, yeah, Peter's. 67, mm-hmm. 68 mm-hmm. they opened, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's got to be some other ones. Like, but, Maybe. But I can't think it's, of them off the top of my head really fast, no, right? No. So we're pretty unique in that aspect. Yeah. So we've already gone through the, the cycles, and we know that we can, we can withstand storms. Mm-hmm. And uh, a big part of it is, you know, just being in that lane and connecting mm-hmm. dots and people, yeah. right? So... If I see one of my clients come in whose dad used to come in and mm-hmm. now her kids come in, I make sure I'm there and say, you know, mm-hmm. you know your grandpa loved this restaurant. He sat in that booth a lot. Every yep. time he came in, him yep. and your grandma came and sat right mm-hmm. here. Where are you going to sit? <laughs> Dude, like, you're going to sit in the same spot. Well, and, and you're going to just, you, we make decisions, or I'll, I'll speak for myself, you can chime in. We, I make decisions based on connections. Sure. Whether I'm going to go buy a car, yeah. a house. I'm going to make a choice to what restaurant I'm going to go to. Yeah. Usually I think about if I, if I know somebody, mm-hmm. you know, it, where's the community that I feel right. comfortable in, you know, like where's yeah. the, where's my connection piece? And that's yeah, where yeah. I decide to spend my money. Love it. Which that, that's super. And that's how kind of like how, how I feel. I, I connect dots that way. Yeah. So you're friends with Jay. Yeah. Me. Odds are you're in the Northwest. You and the girl are going to go out for dinner. Mm-hmm. You're going to come see me. You're, you're, Odds are pretty damn good. You're at least in the conversation. Right on. Yeah. And if I'm in the conversation, that's all I can ask for yeah. is, hey, I'm top of your mind. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's wonderful. Right? Which, and that's like, that's like old school marketing, right? Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it, for me, that this, this, yeah. this, this, this is the, this is the mind fuck here because of what, what my job actually is yeah. in, in digital marketing. Yeah. But the way, the way you've built mm-hmm. two businesses now, yeah. maybe there's more, but the yeah. two that I know about is like old school connections in the room face to face maybe some flyers to get these random sure. ghost kitchens but it's like Absolutely. super old school old school even my properties are very similar so i have a niche market that i rent to mm-hmm. they <laughs> just fill themselves and they fill themselves man i rent to to nurses 
and they fill me up yep. every time. If I have yep. a vacancy, yep. they fill me up. Mm-hmm. So I'd say 70% of my, of my, of my rentals are nurses. Mm-hmm. Weird, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or caregivers or of some sort, right? But, but yeah, <laughs> stay in your lane, right? Yeah. <laughs> How much more? It wasn't conscious, right? Yeah. It was always subconscious. Mm-hmm. I just, that's what I did. But what? Why is that though? Have you ever do you do you ever take the time to actually sit back and think about why I'm, why I'm actually making these decisions? Like it is subconscious, but what sure. is it? Because I thinking about that question, I think it's I want this room to be successful, and if I love being in this room, how do I how to make you want to be in this room? And I love hanging out with everyone here. Yeah, they're all awesome people, and they're all different. How do you fit into that room? Well, first, you're a good guy. You're not an asshole. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be, you're not going to start a fight. You're not yeah. going to be a jerk. Mm-hmm. You've got a good base, right? So, Jeff, come on in. Let's go meet um, Todd. He owns a, a, an oil firm down, downtown. Yeah. He might be a good connection for you for marketing in the yep. future. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not, but you know what? You guys are going to have beers after work mm-hmm. on, at five o'clock on, on yep. Friday. And, Maybe he'll be a client, or maybe you'll just be good buddies and go to the Flames game together, yep. right? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Do you can you transfer that that knowledge um, to the staff to the team? Yeah, it's tough. It's like, hard because it, yeah, it it's it's in you, right? Yeah. You're, you're a dot connector. Yeah. You open doors, you connect dots. Yeah. You don't even think about it. You just do it. That's right. But to find people that actually can do that, it's so hard to do it. Because it's something that's just inherent yep. in you, yep. right? Um, don't get me wrong. My staff is wonderful. I love them all. Yep. Um, I'm probably the luckiest guy in the whole city. My executive chef, guess how long he's been with me? 35 years. Crazy, man. My, my, uh, uh, my, my Sue, over 20. Uh, my newest chef, my newest chef, my newest chef, four years. My, my, my funhouse staff. I have a gal who's been with me for 15 years. Wild. I have another gal who's been with me for, for 12 years. These are, mm-hmm. you know, my, my previous GM, he was a client of mine at Harry's. No way. Hobby and Crowfoot and worked with us up until just recently. He, he moved on to a new career path. Mm-hmm. And he was with us, well, I've known him since he was 18, I guess, right? Crazy. And he's in his 40s now. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, I'm pretty lucky that... Yeah. All, a lot of these people have bought into mm-hmm. into Jay, or they bought yep. into the idea, yep. and they make money because they bought in. Yep. Where people make money in our industry is when they finally stop fighting it. Like I don't know, but when you were in the in the industry, you were in the DJ, you were part of the entertainment aspect of yep. it. Were you always like, I'm just doing, I'm just a DJ until I get this, or were you, I'm a DJ and I'm a DJ all the time? Yeah. I'm, I, I operate as the... So that's unique. At a level, right? That's if unique. I, if I'm going in, I'm gonna, I, I need to do it at the level Yeah. and, and know that I have a responsibility to deliver sure. at that level. That's unique to you Yeah. because most don't. Most of the servers and bartenders and chefs in our industry are, I'm doing this until I finish, go back to school and yep. become X. Mm-hmm. If you embrace this industry, mm-hmm. you're going to become very wealthy at it. Yeah. And not, just, not as an owner necessarily. As, as a server, if you say, I am going to be a server, and I'm going to be the best server, 
and you you embrace the culture and you embrace mm-hmm. the industry and you 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 run, you operate it as a business because yeah. it's your own business basically. Mm-hmm. If you're a server in a restaurant or a bar, you have a section and that's your section to fill. How you fill that section is your responsibility. Mm-hmm. The owner has 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 the room to fill, but if you can create as a server an environment within the environment, you're going to be super successful, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Why are the best servers got everyone sitting at their tables? Yep. Because they have a connection. Yep. Right, so I, I try and, and and tell staff that okay, I'm, I I own a building, but you're responsible for this area. Yeah, if you fill it, every table, every seat, all night, you're gonna be super rich. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's cash, right? Yeah, if you are just blonde, don't give mm-hmm. a. Yeah, it's like a short term, like right. I'm, I'm just here until I mm-hmm. graduate from something better, whatever. Right. <laughs> You, no one's going to want to sit in your section because yeah. you're yeah. not engaging. You're half-assed, right? Engage your clients. Yeah, you know, uh, have fun with them. They'll they'll come back. So that's so. My and my challenge was to find servers like that mm-hmm. and find chefs that are like that. Hey, you're a chef. I tell you what, if you buy into my concept, I'll take care of you for mm-hmm. as long as you want to be here. Yep. If you're not interested, mm-hmm. you're not part of our culture. Yeah. Right. Same with the servers. If you're buying in. Fill your section, you know. Tweet on your on your on your yep. social media. Yep. Hey, I'm working yep. tight five till mm-hmm. till close. Mm-hmm. Come on, say hi. Yeah, that's I asked them to do that, right? Yep. Some do, some don't. Yeah, but there's a difference. You can tell the difference in, in who's who's ringing out. Yep. You know, <laughs> X dollars versus mm-hmm. no dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's being it's being um it's being proud of where you are. It's also being proud of the job you have. Yeah, and yeah, it's. Yeah. yeah, the industry can be oh, super rewarding mm-hmm. and opens doors like crazy. Yeah, I don't know. How, I, I I can think of, of clients of mine who are in the industry because. So back, let's go back to Harry's real quick. So I had people who were, who were running golf courses. All the staff from the from the Hamptons golf course would be in my bar. Maybe I should be. I'm talking about school a little bit, but I shouldn't be. You know, telling the places. But I had a <laughs> bunch, a big group of individuals who who worked at uh, another restaurant bar yep. and they'd come in and uh, uh, a lot of those guys who were mid-management guys mm-hmm. all started getting connected with other individuals within the industry. Mm-hmm. So oil and gas, right? Yep. So a mid-manager from that other yep. place who was a client of mine met a guy at my place mm-hmm. who was, mm-hmm. a, was a dot and mm-hmm. all of a sudden he's now their marketing yep. guy like taking clients out for drinks because that's their wheelhouse, mm-hmm. right? And all of a sudden, he's got now got thirty years in the oil and gas industry. Yep. Out of being a mid manager at mm-hmm. another, another place, another place, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's, our it, industry is so dynamic. Yeah. Uh, there's so many characters. There's so many and and characters you don't even notice, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. man, I don't know. I, I I've had so many opportunities as as a restaurateur by meeting people in other industries yep. that are like, you know, hey that taught me something I didn't know about a different industry and mm-hmm. I was able to capitalize on. Yeah. But yet still stay in my lane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Sure. Totally. Like y- you can see the opportunities, but you know very quickly, like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is an opportunity. This isn't. A, if you invest a little bit over here, mm-hmm. you'll be okay. Yeah. But stay in this stay lane. In lane this is where you make your money, right? <laughs> this is where you get money to do other things, right? Totally. So if I didn't have the restaurant for cash flow, I wouldn't have... Mm. A proper portfolio. Yeah. I wouldn't have a stock portfolio. I wouldn't have yeah. a, you know, a, mm-hmm. yeah. 
if it wasn't for all that, I would, yeah, just be selling houses. Maybe <laughs> who knows? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> do, you th- do you think you could? Do you, ever, do you do you even give it like one minute of thought? The the real estate game. I dig. Or is that like another life ago? It's a well. It's still part of my life. Yeah. I went and looked at a house yeah. yesterday. Yeah, yeah. It was a side by side duplex in uh, in uh, Rosemont. I was like, I said, my wife, we drove by it. I'm like, Jen, you see that house? And she's like, yeah. I said, we go look. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so, so you, you like real estate, but to actually be a realtor? I don't know. Like, that's a, it's a different life. It was a time and a place. Different, different, different time, different place. Yeah. 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 So yeah. funny, man. Yeah. It's um, pretty weird. Super cool. Um, but it's still a big part of what I do, though. Weird, weird, massive. Right? Yeah, it, yeah. It is. It is. It, yeah. When you say it's weird, it's just weird how because it's just all connected still. Yeah. Everything. It's like all these dots are on the board and they're all connected. Yeah. But to actually sit back and think about why or how. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think you could come up with an answer. It's tough. Like, I, again, I, I have to say dot connecting. I've always loved but dot connecting. It's random though, right? Because you, you can't it's you can't so invest energy random. in dot connecting. You can't invest like no. the long term future no. in dot connecting. But no. yeah. it is everything. If without it, you don't have anything. Mm-hmm. For instance, the second you and I met at my restaurant, yep. I had no idea about how you run your business and how you operate your business. But all, right off the bat, I, I liked your vibe, and I was like, this guy's gonna be a good guy. Yep. And my, I think one of the first things I ever said to you was, you need to meet my buddy Jade mm-hmm. or my buddy Mo. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're in the, in, in the industry or we're in the industry and yep. they, they, they might be a suitable link for you, right? Yep. And yeah, I had Jade a couple of weeks ago on here yep. and totally. you should have Mo on. Mo, Mo Aladdin is a super charismatic individual, <laughs> over the top awesome. personality, <laughs> extrovert, like complete opposite of what you love, right? <laughs> But on this show like this, he would. Okay. And he has a, a pretty big circle as well. Yeah. So another thing besides dots, I always look at circles. Like mm-hmm. how does this circle differentiate from this circle? Mm-hmm. So, and how do I keep circles different, but yet have a, have a, a, yep. a finger in each of them? Mm-hmm. I always like building new circles. So when I, we talked about networking. I love going to networking groups because big groups and um, I can always, uh, how do I take this group and, and gain some insight to yep. something different, mm-hmm. right? Not, not gain personally, yep. gain uh, knowledge, friendship, yep. uh, something that I wouldn't gain in this circle yep. I have, that I've, I operate in all the time. Mm-hmm. So I, I love having extra circles mm-hmm. within my group mm-hmm. or around my group, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, I you know what I would I would this is a, we could talk for hours, but anyways, sure. the, the other um, it'd be very interesting to to hear you know those like traditional kind of branding, um, you know like Myers Briggs. There's another yeah. another friend of mine has this one uh, that he has called uh, it's called BAM um, BAM Alignment. Mm-hmm. Just to listen how where you what kind of what kind of personality type you are because it's yeah. like everything you do is around circles and connections and dots and like I would just yeah uh, yeah it's, it's subconscious mm-hmm. I don't actively go out and say I need to build a new circle yeah it just happens yeah by itself do you think because you're giving energy towards it or are you mm-hmm. or, or is it I'm generally interested yeah, yeah. I'm not <sighs> it's sometimes you meet some people and they're like yep 
Yep. Indifferent, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's not for, for my circle, yep. right? Yep. Even though you might be great at it, you know, for, not for my circle, right? Mm-hmm. I need people who, I, I want to be around people. If I'm going to invest my energy, I yep. want to be around people who are just as passionate about what they do. Look at a guy like Britton, who, mm-hmm. well, that's how we got connected yeah, first, connected. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Britton is one of the most mellow, mm-hmm. quiet dudes you'll ever meet in your life. Mm-hmm. He just sits back mm-hmm. in the corner. Great at what he does. He's yep. a master at what he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you would never know it, right? Mm-hmm. But he's just a nice, likable guy yep. that I'm like, you got to come into my circle, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And You just know, right? Yeah, you just know, right? And he, uh, by, by having him in my circle, he was... A dot connector. I was like, oh, well, he he didn't realize it, but I was like, there's a dot mm-hmm. and there's a dot. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now they're matching, right? Yeah. So it was, it was it, neat. Wait, you know, what's refreshing, the reason I'm kind of on this topic with you uh, yeah. is just because it's refreshing to hear somebody else who kind of navigates their life yeah. like that because sure. I feel that's a, it's definitely the way my head goes. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's a little arbitrary. We're gonna, not, we're gonna make you an extrovert. We have to make we're, you an we're extrovert. Def, here's here's yeah. the mind. Sure. When me and Jay were talking before this thing, the camera went on, and and on on the phone the other day, I told him I was, I'm an introvert. Yeah. I do not like big groups. Yeah. The mind the mind fuck for everybody that kind of knows me as a DJ. Right. I'm I'm in room big rooms with you know yep. a large amount of people mm-hmm. as an introvert. Yep. But the but when you actually step back and think about it, I'm behind a barrier. Yes, you are. There's there's either a stage or there's a there's a booth in front of me, so there's like separation, so I can handle these large environments. Right. But I'm an introvert at heart, and I don't think anybody's changing me. <laughs> <laughs> you have to meet a gal named Chelsea Nesbor, one of the most dynamic women you'll ever meet in your life. Hmm. She teaches Calgary. Calgary. Yep. And you need to get on your show, especially That's, a guy like you. Yep. Chelsea Nesport uh, runs the uh, Dale Carnegie course here in Calgary. And if you took that course, I guarantee you will benefit hugely through I, it. Do you think you can change your actual, your, your like DNA of who you are? Yes. Yeah? Because you, it's a skill set. You have a, we all have a skill set and we have a toolbox that we use subconsciously. Mm-hmm. But when you start using that skill set consciously, how powerful is that? Yeah. Right? So maybe you don't really like standing in front of strangers and, and... I don't like walking into a room with, like, if there's five people at a house party... Yeah. In a kitchen, if there's five people in the kitchen talking, I get uncomfortable. I do not want to walk in that kitchen. we got to get you to change that. Because well, that's, so, that's going to be such a powerful piece of your brand and your business. Or yeah. do I go in all in on my these intimate one-on-one moments? Well, I think you still do this. So the answer is both? It's definitely it's just getting a little more comfortable so in those kitchens. Your wheelhouse is right here. This is your lane. Yeah. But you need to get that extrovert, even if you're faking it until you make it, like you need to because you're going to meet your dynamic individual and you're going to meet some people who are incredible interviews. Yeah. Just by walking in that kitchen and saying, mm. I'm Jeff Humphreys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And nice to meet you. Whereas that's. I love that. Yeah, you're lucky. My name is Jason Satandis, and I'm going to meet you. Whether you want to meet me or not, I'm going to meet you, right? And yeah. Chelsea can help you with that. She's, it's, it's, you, gotta, you just got to meet her. Yeah. Well, she sounds super interesting already, which is... I'm going to send in a, a text. Good, I'm going to a connection to you guys. Good. And you have to just meet her. Okay. <laughs> and have her on your podcast, because 
that's that's why this show is awesome, right? Oh, it's my dot connecting. Yeah. What what people don't understand yeah. is is why I actually do this and what mm-hmm. actually happens after. Right. And and when this is why you and I connect because mm-hmm. our I love connecting dots. Yeah. And and you're you're a master at it, and it's a big part <laughs> of your life, and that's why, you know. You're already thinking about it. I need to connect you with this person. Yeah. Which is why I have this show so I can meet more. Like, it's just, <laughs> it, it, it all goes together. You need a bunch of us. Yeah, totally. You get a whole bunch of people here. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> and I need, there needs to be more weeks in the year. And you know, those things. Just, yeah, totally. It goes. Start with yelling your name out. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's number one. <laughs> totally. So funny, man. And then people are like, just gravitate to you instead. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, we'll get you there. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this We've been is all a, over here. We're all over the place in this in this conversation, which, aren't we? Which is so cool because I think um, that's why that's why I love this format mm-hmm. and it's different from a lot of shows because there is no right. I, there, there's only one question that that, that yeah. you're that you know that's coming, and that's it. And the rest of it is just a conversation. <laughs> yeah, which you know I think is the most authentic way to actually sure. hear a story and tell a story. So. Right. Yeah, I love that it goes all over, all over the place because it's also it's it's also fun, right? And that's why you and I connect because yeah. it's. Like you said, when you meet somebody that's kind of like, you know, nice, mm-hmm. I say flat is kind of, yeah. Y- you know that that's a it's a short term relationship, right? Right. When you meet somebody that's got some energy and that's firing and the wheels are moving, mm-hmm. you and I have talked about fifteen different avenues right now. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Makes, you have. It makes it makes it fun. <laughs> Good. I'm glad to hear that. That's cool. Man. I'm providing some entertainment for you. Well, Thank you. <laughs> that's why I invited you on because I knew I wouldn't be bored. <laughs> Good. Good. Um, I should put a bow on this sucker. Um, yeah. The only the only question I ask is yeah. when I say Calgary, where does your head go? I'm very curious. When I when you say Calgary as as a city, it, however you want to take it. When I say Calgary, where does your head go? Calgary is one of the few places in the world when it when it's booming, a 19 year old can make over a hundred thousand dollars, and when it's when it's bad, oh, it gets bad. But super dynamic, I guess. Calgary is dynamic. Mm. It is fun. It's, like I said, there's nowhere else in the world that a young guy can make a way in the world as easy as, a, as he can in Calgary. Mm. Um, I think the opportunities here are unlimited. You know, we talk about the American dream. I think it's the Calgary dream in Canada. Mm. I don't think there's a place anywhere else in the world where you can be what you want, how you want, and make it, make it big in the city, yep. right? It's unlimited opportunity, hmm. I think. Uh, yeah, I can't think of anywhere else that you can, that is similar to this. Hmm. We've lost our Wild West kind of feel and yep. our attitude, yep. but that's okay. I think it's temporary. I'm looking forward to these Gen Zers coming up. Hmm. What kind of businesses they're gonna put out, what kind of restaurants they're gonna have, mm-hmm. and bars. I think they're going to be a tough generation. Hmm. I think they're going to be a bunch of kids who have drive. Yep. They're going to go back to pounding metal on a mm-hmm. anvil, mm-hmm. and they're going to be back in kitchens and restaurants and bars and work doing the old school stuff mm-hmm. that maybe we all don't like to do anymore. Yep. I think they're going to pick it up and go thrive, man. Hmm. I'm looking forward to the That's next cool. 30 years. Hmm. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. That's very, it's interesting. The, the opportunity, the opportunity tone has come up a couple of times when I ask guests, and it's, wow. it's you know, it's it's um, it kind of makes sense, right? You get a bunch of entrepreneurs on a show, and mm-hmm. they they see yeah. op- they see opportunity, and they that's Absolutely. why they love this city. 
Where else can you do this? In, anywhere else in, in, in Canada uh, from zero? Yeah. From zero, zero. Literally. Right? Yeah. Everyone else is getting squeezed out by, by big market players, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, not that there's not a lot of big market players in the city. There's a ton. But there's still room for that small guy to mm -hmm. get a foothold and make a go. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which is you, Toronto, you don't do that. No. You, know, you, know, you don't do it in Vancouver. No. It's you rare. don't do it in New York. Yep. You don't do it in Tokyo. Mm -hmm. You don't do it in Dubai. Yep. Athens. You can't do this in Athens. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Nowhere. Calgary, man. <laughs> I agree. Bad hockey team. <laughs> Great city. <laughs> That's a different conversation. That's a different conversation. Man, I wish we had a good hockey team. <laughs> It make my life as a as a restaurant to a yeah, totally. way yeah, totally. easier. Yeah. The climb was always going up. Yeah, yeah. we just slammed It'd down. Be great. Yeah, eighty eighty one. That's easy, man. Right, especially on seventeenth here. Right, totally. <laughs> you have a successful hockey team. You have every restaurant here is yeah, full. It's right? over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, thanks again. My pleasure. Jeff. I, uh, Anytime. Uh, I love doing this. This is a really fun uh, idea. I, I I'm gonna have to start learning from you this mm -hmm. trade, this, this this craft because. I like to give it a go. What? Well, and, and because this is, you know, you and I are very similar. We connect dots. Yeah. And and our our circles, I have the same thing. I have a bunch of different circles. Yeah. And that's what allows me to do this show. So I think I love it. you fit you fit the mold. <laughs> we, we just got to figure out what you need to talk about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that sounds uh, great. So yeah, thanks again. I appreciate your time. My pleasure, Jeff. Anytime. Cool. Matter of pizza. <laughs> <laughs>